0: Everyone, Matt here, and I'm super excited about today because my guest is Luisa Durante. There is some Italian heritage, so we, we resonate with each other already. Luisa is a life leadership coach and also a fitness trainer, so we have a lot of things in common, and I really can't wait to dive in. Thanks for joining us, Luisa. Oh, you're welcome. It's
1: a pleasure to be here, Matteo.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And you are in Canada. You were just mentioning before the the interview that it's freezing cold, 38 yesterday. How do you cope with such such a lot? Yes, I'm in.
1: It is. I'm in Montreal, Canada, and uh, we're a little bit like, uh, you know, used to living in igloos, but we're used to this weather here. So we still cope. We still go out. We still do sports. We still get energy and fresh air even though it's cold.
0: Even it's cold, even it's cold. Do you still train outside? What time do you do your training sessions usually? Is that in the morning or during the day?
1: Sometimes I do them at nine in the morning. So yes. I do in the morning, normally from nine, 10, 11. Yes. And then I do them in the evening as well.
0: Wow. Normally
1: around 5.30 to about eight o'clock.
0: Wow, wow. It's very, very brave, very brave. I don't know if I could do with such a cold temperature. Um, Louisa, give us a bit of... Um, background about yourself, you know, tell us a little bit more about your background and, you know, where you come from. Very curious to know a bit about your story.
1: Sure. I'd love to tell my story. So now I'm a coach, but for many years before being a coach, I worked in human rights and international development. So I worked all over the world in different countries, trying to improve people's health and care and really empower people to change their situation, to improve their lives in different ways whether it be working to improve things outside of them or things inside of them. So I've been helping to facilitate changes and transformation for many, many years. And I've been really privileged to walk into the doors of many cultures around the world. I've lived and worked in different countries, in different regions, and been really blessed actually to learn a lot about people's lives. And essentially, I've concluded after many years of doing that work, that we're all seeking the same. We're all seeking to be loved, to love. We're all seeking meaning in our lives and to really share a sense of humanity with others. And that's why I became a coach as well, to be able to do the same, to continue living a life of service.
0: Well, it, it reminds me a little bit when I was doing my, my training with Tony Robbins, you know, one of the human needs is love, love and connection, um, certainty, uncertainty, uh, growth and contribution. So love is a big one. And it's interesting, I was doing an interview with uh, another coach few you a know, few days ago, and then the need about loving ourselves came up. You know, the importance and myself have been guilty, you know, in the past about not not really, not really discovering even this, this part about you know, loving myself. And and I think what you what you what you did with that mission, um, working with this organization is amazing because if we can love ourselves, we can also express love with others. We can show up in a different way and we can make a different impact on other people. Um, so that's, that's really powerful. What do you th- why do you think people struggle so much with, with love? Is that because of their something subconscious mind from where they were born in the early days? Or well, what do you think is such, mm-hmm. a, such a problem?
1: I think a lot of it is what we've been taught. So it's the conditioning a lot of times, you know, things that have been transferred down to us Mm. from our family of origins a lot of time, often society tells us how we should be so Mm. often people feel that they can't be authentic and who they are, right, because we're born worthy we're born of love that's what we are, but we lose that message, as we go through life somehow. So I think that people are, sometimes we're very much influenced by things on the outside of ourselves. Mm. And sometimes we lose ourselves in that messaging and we forget that we are really worthy as we are. And self-love isn't just, for example, you know, self-love isn't only maybe doing one thing to say that we love ourselves. Self-love is how we treat our bodies, the things we eat, the things we think, the things we feel, how we act. It's the awareness. It's the self mindfulness it's the self-consciousness and the awareness that we develop so it's much more than just something outside of us Mm. it's really what we give ourselves Mm. so if you have plants i love plants i have Mm. lots of plants i'm Mm. very tropical and i always water my plants and humans need to be watered too we need to water ourselves with love and nurture nurture all the time nourishment So it's really important in a lot of ways we forget it sometimes
0: and we need to we need to also learn to to be some more, I think you, you said something on, on your bio that he, one of your missions was to help people to you know be more kind with each other, right? What, what do you think that the mission came, came from? Like, where did they start, least, this idea?
1: For me, I, I think it came from my parents. You know, my parents were immigrants. They came from Italy. They came from one of the poorest regions in Italy at a time that was very challenging in the 1940s they talked a lot about humanity. They talked a lot about community. You know, they also talked about struggle and suffering. And through that, I developed a lot of compassion. You know, I started to realize that, you know, if we shared more kindness, if I have a table that fits 12 people, if I invite 12 people to eat at my table instead of six, Mm -hmm. then I'm opening up my heart more and more to receive humanity. And it really started with my parents talking about service. What does it mean to be of service to the world? And service for me is really incorporating, it's embodying actually loving oneself. Mm. That love that we give to ourselves, we give to the world. We share it in many different ways of the world. So Mm. it really in a lot of ways was born with my parents, with their own struggles. And then I saw it, I was privileged, I lived and I worked many places. You know, I discovered a lot of things, you know, the inequalities that exist in this world that sometimes sharing some light and humanity makes a big difference in someone's day mm-hmm. and making them feel that, you know, their lives matter. They matter. And that we can live lives of possibilities. We can have more than what's been given to us.
0: It's so true. And I think during this last couple of years with COVID and all of the stuff that happened, um, from one point of view, I think with strangers, we all became a little bit more, you know, kind of, um, Scared about each other in a way, but also from another perspective, uh, I made uh, us appreciate uh, within our family you know, certain moments a little bit more. So um, it's definitely a good time to to reflect about these and and to really learn and apply some of these some of these concepts. Um, so you've done obviously a lot of work with government organizations. Um, and, and then what happened after, after you've been you know, involved with this organization? Did you go straight away out, decide to start your own business or there was you know, something in between?
1: So I have spent the majority of my life working in non-government organizations mm-hmm. and doing service in human rights particularly. And then I became a consultant. So I had a full-time job in an organization. I decided to leave that organization. I took a leap of faith. Yeah. And I left and I became a consultant and I loved it. I loved being mm-hmm. a consultant. I love that we steer our own ships. Yes. So where I want to go on my ship, I can go and it's great. And that whole process of creation, of excitement, of imagination that we can have when we're creating something really made me see and believe that it's possible, you know, that life can be easier. It doesn't have to be a struggle, that things are able we are able to create really the life we want for ourselves and I was a consultant for about a year and then I did my certification in coaching I also did my certification in fitness training which I've always been very passionate about and always really cared about my own health and increasing my own health as well as that of others and I started to develop my own business and it has been one of the best things I have ever done in my life was to have my own business
0: I love it. I love it. And and I agree with you. It's that feel of independence. It's that feel of feeling of like you are in charge, as you said, you know, you are, you, you don't have anybody to, you know, to, to report to. is your own complete, fully independence with time management. And, and, and I really like that. Um, but I know that also comes with some price. And, you know, the uncertainty of not receiving the paycheck at the end of the month. And at the beginning, you just putting the work and, and doing the yards when you don't see the results through the way. So what was I want, I want to know about your your the tough moments. I want, I want you to share with us a little bit about your struggles. And I'm sure there was also some moments of doubt and fear. And tell me more about that.
1: Yeah, I have to say that, you know, Mateo, I really went into this with the intention of love, abundance, and creation. Mm. And that's the intention I set for my business when I decided to go into my business. So I've really kept that vibration and that intention very clear as I move Mm. forward. So for me, that means that I've seen a lot of opportunities and possibilities. And I've seen a lot of joy while building my business. So definitely there are fears that come up. Sometimes there's doubts, you know, sometimes we think, you know, wow, I was used to doing this and all of a sudden I'm doing this, but then I realized, you know, I have a lot of transferable skills. I also have the mentality. I have the consciousness and the awareness uh, to drive things in the direction I want to go. So every time I've had any kind of self-doubt or any kind of wonder, you know, do I'm am I really doing this? It really, it dissipates quickly, because I bring myself back into my vibration. I bring myself back into my intention. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that intention for me is really positive. Like I've really approached this as creating myself. So as I do my messaging, as I've been doing my website, as I speak to people, I'm discovering more and more about myself and who I am, that picture that I give of who I am and how I can serve other people. So it's really been a process of wonderful creation in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the things that you know we hear, I've heard from fellow coaches, it's all a struggle, it's too hard, I have to give hours and hours. Yes, we have to work for sure. We have to be committed. We have to be dedicated. But I really feel the mindset and the intention we have from the beginning is really important in driving how we do things. So, I I feel actually really that it's been overall a wonderful journey of more self awareness. You mentioned self growth. So, I've been growing a lot as I've been building my business. I've been really in tune to myself. I've been listening to my own story about what I'm telling myself. You know, how do I speak to myself? So, as I'm observing myself, I'm thinking, how is this helpful in my coaching business? How can I help others use these tools? to stop the story they're telling themselves, that inner critic. How -hmm. do they stop that and create something that they really want for themselves? So I feel that I am really embodying what I want to be in a lot of ways for somebody else. So there is sometimes their struggle, but I really look at it more as a place of infinite possibilities. And that just makes me incredibly happy because I feel that I'm serving from a higher place. I'm really serving from a place of intention of love. And I'm okay with making mistakes. I'm okay with, sometimes I get it wrong. You know, sometimes I think one thing, oh, what am I doing? This isn't the right way. And I have to go back and say, oh, maybe I need to do this. And I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay with allowing myself as I'm building, as I'm developing more in my business to also stumble and kind of laugh sometimes. Mm. And also enjoy that process. So I'm really looking at it from a place of self love and love, a lot of it, actually. So the, you know, of course, for for all of us as coaches, it's getting ourselves known. It's getting ourselves out there. It's daring to be bold. So in a way, I'm really enjoying that process. Right? Because we're allowing our own light to shine. It's beautiful. We allow others to shine too. It's a beautiful thing to be able to share and transfer to others. So I would say that in terms of, you know, struggles, it's really being aware of the story, you know, I tell myself as I'm developing and building.
0: Wow, that's so powerful what you just shared. <laughs> Gives me the chigos, <laughs> you know, Share shared about love, abundance, you know, being create, creative. Um, I really, really, really um, love the things that you said. And, and I truly believe that you are coming from a place of, putting the right energy, putting, you know, the intention of serving and providing value and um, wanting to help others and having the right frequency and the right energy and vibration um, on the top of everything else, I think is is amazing. I'm curious to know what are some of the people who are some of the people that influence you the most in this process of self-growth of um, becoming this this new version. Um, you know, Louisa, that, that you are today? I'm sure when you started, uh, you know, you didn't, you didn't start all like this, with this self-awareness. So who are some of the people that you know, influenced you the most?
1: So that's a great question. You know, I'm going to go back to my parents because yeah. my parents, you know, having seen all the struggles they faced coming, you know, from Italy, being new immigrants, they were very resilient. You know, that wonderful tribute of being resilient, strong, So definitely, I I definitely got some of that from them, like their sense of inner strength, you know, to be able to overcome. They were very brave, you know, living a life of courage in a lot of ways. So definitely, I would say that some of my early, earliest influences definitely were my parents on some levels. I also say that, you know, as being someone that's done a lot of work in self-growth and personal development over the years, I would say some other people that have really spoken to me if we talk about, you know, international figures, I would definitely say, you know, His Holiness, the Dalai Lama is one person, you know, who's really embodied a lot of what peace is, yeah. even in moments of anger, which yeah. I find beautiful to have been able to overcome. I would say someone like Wayne Dyer
0: mm-hmm. also
1: really spoke to me a lot about the power of intention is great. and about, yeah, yeah, what we think. Uh, is what we how we live our lives and uh, I remember seeing Wayne Dyer actually speak in person and it was when he was doing his tour on we are light and it really spoke to me like about divine love that's where I learned a lot about divine love and about our ability to extend divine love to others as well as to ourselves so definitely Wayne Dyer is is also one of those people where I feel really spoke to me in different ways then there's also other people like Titnan Han, who's a Vietnamese Buddhist monk. He also, as well, his work about you know everyday breaths and living. So our mindfulness and incorporating mindfulness into our lives and breathing. So he's also another person. There, there's several, but I think that in terms of people that have really spoken and resonated to my heart, those are definitely some of them. There's also more recently someone like Brene Brown.
0: I'm Brene Brown.
1: As well, I was going to say at
0: the beginning, like uh, I see some similarities between you and Brenna oh. Brown. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, and I love yeah. when she says, if you're not willing to jump in the arena and fight, I'm not taking your criticism. I love that. So powerful.
1: Absolutely. It's really powerful. And a lot of things actually she said, even about leadership, right? About we lead as we are, which is really true. And a lot of the work she did, particularly about you know the gifts of imperfection and really coming from a place of self-worth and love, um, are just fabulous works and about being vulnerable, you know, mm-hmm. many times in our lives when we, sometimes we're, we're afraid to be. So, really allowing that authenticity to really come through 100%. So, definitely, she's one of the people as well that I would say in the recent years, I think that's influenced my, my thinking and thoughts and a lot about my growth that I've been able to share and extend as well to others. Wow.
0: Well, wow, that's amazing. Why do you think mindset? is such an important part of entrepreneurship because um, particularly when we start in in business, you know, we we want the strategy, we want the tactics, we want the science of achievement, we call it. But eventually everybody talks about the importance of mindset, you know, they say 97% of businesses fail because of the lack of mindset. What do you think mindset plays such an important part. Why is it such a heavy component in being successful?
1: Well, mindset essentially is what determines how we view success, how we view, how we can proceed in life, how we can go forward in life, right? So I always say we have the cup half full or half, half, half empty. So if you look at life with the cup half full, there's always opportunity in the learning right? There's always possibility. Whereas you see it always half empty, then that sense of possibility doesn't really exist for you. So if you start out with something saying it's so hard, it might be really hard for you. But if you start out saying, you know what, I'm going to enjoy the journey, I'm going to see what happens, I'm going to keep my heart and myself open, then you're more likely to be able to troubleshoot and navigate when things come up, when there are obstacles, when there are challenges, it's just another challenge. It's like a hurdle. If you're running hurdles, right? As a part of track and field, you run one hurdle and you go over the next hurdle, but you know what? You did it and you can do it and you're gonna get over the next one. So, or if you do like, you know, the Giro d'Italia you're gonna get over one mountain, you're gonna get over the next one and it's gonna continue. So it's very similar idea that the mindset that you start something with is a determining factor of your outcome. And people often think when you have great success, that's when you're happiness, but that's when you're happy. I think it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. I think you start off happy, you start off with faith and you have great success.
0: Mm-hmm. Love that. So
1: I think it's the opposite way.
0: How many people are very successful financially, in, in business, um, in any aspect of a story that is crazy about Robin Williams when he committed suicide and he was successful in the eyes of everybody right he was the best actor he had his own show he had an amazing family he had anything he could possibly want financially and materialistic and still you know he he, he wasn't he wasn't happy inside and and yes. i think what you just shared is so powerful and and i think so many people, when when starting in business, um, they underestimate this part and they want to scrap this. But then at the end of the day, we always come back to this, right? Because if you don't have the mindset, we're not going to be able to see the glass half full rather than half empty. Uh, I'm, I'm extremely guilty of that. <laughs> always criticizing. Um, but it's so true. Like you share really something uh, extremely powerful. What do you think some of the you know, you obviously, you work a lot in life coaching. So you, I guess you, 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 um, you deal with, you know, starting entrepreneurs. What do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that you see people make when starting a business?
1: I think it's regarding intention and how we use our time, right? So it's about how can you use every single action we take? How can we be purposeful and intentional about those actions? Mm-hmm. So often we want to be able to do everything right? We have all this energy, we want to be able to do as much as we can. But sometimes doing everything and anything doesn't get you anywhere. If you think about really, you know, very purposefully think about actions, your intentions for every action, where is it going to lead you? How is it helping you to build? How is it helping you to develop? How does it help you as a coach also work on yourself? How does it help you grow? So if you're thinking about things intentionally, then you're using your time much better and much more effectively if you're thinking about things intentionally rather than saying i need to do this i need to put myself here and here and here it's not about the 12 things on your list it's about what you really need to do and what are the first steps to take rather than try to do it all
0: so powerful yes i think so many people that record are going to do the youtube channel and going to do the ads and they're going to do the website and the funnel the landing pages And and at the end of the day, it's just channeling this energy with the right intention, as you just said, to what is really meaningful, what is really important. Um, Pretty powerful, really, really powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm curious to know when you started your business to where you are today, what are, Luisa, some of the beliefs that you had to change within yourself? You talked before about, you know, the, you know, really mastering the, inner voice you know the within yourself what are some of the beliefs that you had to change and the shift that you had to change in within yourself since you you started your journey
1: So well, one thing definitely is knowing that the amount of value I bring to something mm. so I knew definitely that I brought value that I knew but what's happened since I've started is is that's really increased as I'm seeing it in action I'm really seeing you know, how valuable it is. So really embodying that, knowing what I really bring is really valuable to others Mm. and it's really worth something. So that definitely is one thing that's really increased a lot is really knowing my own value in terms of what I bring. You know, the skills I bring, the humanity I bring, the intentions, you know, how I work with people, all of that, like that definitely has, has increased. Another thing that's increased even more is really knowing that it's really possible. And it doesn't have to be a struggle either, which is beautiful for me, You know, accepting things with ease and grace rather than feeling like it has to be hard. So I, I've really approached that from the beginning, but I've seen it as I'm going along. It actually doesn't have to be that hard. You know, It can be something where you're reaching out, you're connecting, you're building relationships, you're giving it time, you're watering it, right? Like a forest, like a flower, it's the same. You're watering it, you're nurturing it. So that's another thing that I, that I've really realized, even in a short time, I've had my own business is the, the power really of knowing our value, as well as knowing how possible it is. And it really, this huge amount of expansion that we can have when we see the possibility, when we really know it inside of us. So I always say this, I always say, believe it, know it, and be it, Mm -hmm. right? And that's it. So it's really, it's really now believing that. So that's definitely something that's increased more over time.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I love it. Um, on there, actually, there was a, the other day I was listening to Sadhguru. Um, and one of the things he was saying was, pain is physical, right? It's something physical, you feel in your body. But suffering is, most of us suffer because we either live in the future or we live in the past. So we suffer for something that happened in the past and we can't let it go. Or we suffer because we're scared and afraid about the what if in the future. And so we mm-hmm. never live in the present. We're never really practicing mindfulness and, and, and we suffer for nothing because the past doesn't exist anymore. The future doesn't exist. And so we are in this place of suffering that is not needed. And what I'm learning from you here is really about being in a state of ease, being in a state of flow, like why do you need to suffer so much when you can just let it go and everything is going to flow mm-hmm. much more easily? And talking about pain and suffering, I read that you had a, a pretty serious injury at some stage in your journey. I'm curious to learn more about what happened with that episode and yeah.
1: Sure. So actually I, I have uh, trained myself for many, many years. So I was always into fitness for a long time. And I had a shoulder injury, you know, from weightlifting actually. Mm. And it's sometimes some of these injuries stay with us for a long time yes. and they can reoccur sometimes, right? So sometimes when we don't have the proper form or the proper technique, or we're not breathing as much as we need to be breathing, then we can get injuries. And some of those injuries can stay with us for a while. So when I got injured many years ago, I made a, a commitment to myself that I would learn how to train. Appropriately. So, I would learn proper technique and form. I would really become mindful of my breathing when I'm training. Mm -hmm. So, training physical fitness for me really is about meditation. It's like a meditation for me. I'm really conscious of every single movement I make, of every breath I make, of how I move. Again, the energy I put into it and the intention I put into my training. So, through that, actually, I became a fitness trainer and I love it. I love helping people really love their bodies. Uh, get into shape, you know, find fitness can be fun and enjoyable, right? Even when we're doing things that can be excruciating, like going up those big mountains and uh, lifting a lot and, uh, you know, running those marathons, which can be tough, but at the same time, (laughs) pardon me?
0: With minus 38 degrees.
1: (laughs) With minus 38, but, you know, but again, I really learned the value of bringing in mindfulness into Mm -hmm. exercise and also, you know, working with people so that they can love their bodies they love who they are, mm-hmm. which is such an valuable, valuable thing. And I think that it's really connected to, again, mindset. So fitness training is too, is about mindset, you know, what we believe about ourselves, you know, what we think we can do. Um, you know, if you would have told me, okay, Louisa, you can run a half marathon, maybe 15 years ago, I might've been like, oh, I'm not sure. But if you ask me today, I'm going to be like, for sure, I can do that, you know, half marathon today. So a lot of it, again, is about, rewiring our brains right reprogramming what we think into believing something else and into knowing that we're really able to do certain things so fitness training really is similar to me it's fitness i say life coaching for me is fitness for the brain right fitness for the mind and rewiring the brain And fitness training for me is really fitness for the mind in a lot of ways. I
0: love it. I love it. And that was something I wanted to ask you about. Was really talking about how does fitness and training and and really overcoming these challenges, in your opinion, make us better in business? How do these two things correlate together? Because I see so many Mm -hmm. correlations between. You know, overcoming uh, just the smallest thing, you know, waking up in the morning at five o'clock and just getting out of bed, that boost of confidence to give yourself for when you need to get things done in your business. What's your what's your take on that?
1: So I definitely I think, too, it's how you know, how do we start our day? Yeah. Right. So how do we set the tone for a day? So I always start my day. I do gratitude prayers. It's the first thing I do when I wake up. You know, then I go into my meditation. I go into my intentions for the day. So already I'm bringing a certain energy to my day. When we talk about our businesses and our mindset and fitness, it definitely correlates. It's all about what we believe and what we think. Mm. So whatever we think is going to determine whether we know it consciously or subconsciously, it's going to determine a lot of things for us. It's going to determine how we wake up every day. It's going to determine how we decide to live our lives. Whether we choose a healthier lifestyle over other lifestyles, it's going to determine the energy we give to our businesses, right? Mm-hmm. That life energy we give, or, you know, are we just reflecting more of the negativity that already exists in different ways, right? Like that mind talk of, I can't, it's not possible for me. I'm not deserving of, are we feeding more into that? Or are we feeding more into, you know what, I can do this. It's totally possible for me. You know, and it's similar for fitness, like it's very correlated. They're very much interdependent, mm-hmm. what we can do physically and then what we do also mentally, spiritually for ourselves.
0: I love it. I love it. Super powerful. Tell me about your morning routine. Obviously, you're into your fitness, you're into entrepreneurship. I'm curious to learn more about your monitoring? Obviously, you said that you, you practice gratitude and meditation. Uh, what is your um, sequence looking like when you're, you know, doing your monitoring?
1: So when i wake up the first thing i do is i always say thank you you know thank you that i'm alive thank you that i'm healthy you know i always kind of you know stretch out my arms and expansion you know do like a nice morning stretch and just kind of receive the day in the intention then i do meditation and in my meditation i do specific intentions for the day mm. so let the day flow with ease and grace you know um let if i have you know an interview that day or if i'm doing coaching or if i'm doing something specific Let it flow with ease and grace. Let me show up the best I can, you know, for the people I work with. Um, Let me be the best that I can be. And then I go into my meditation and my meditation is mindful meditation. It's breathing. It's allowing myself just to observe my my sensations in my body, observe my thoughts, my feelings. It's trying to get a hold of that monkey brain, right? That monkey brain that climbs from one branch to another. So that I ease into the day with a sense of peace and calmness. And I know that when I do this, I know that I can navigate things that happen in the day. So if there's obstacles that come in the day, I can navigate it. I know I can, you know, because I'm coming already from more of a place of inner peace and calmness. And I immediately notice the difference. If I haven't started my day like that, then I notice the difference in my day. So this is a ritual that I do. And, you know, we were talking earlier, Mateo, when we started about self-love, these are things that I do out of self-love. You know, mm-hmm. I take care of myself, you know, apart from the fitness, of course, I eat well. I, you know, try to nurture my brain in different ways. I allow myself not to be perfect. I make mistakes and I'm totally fine with doing that. And knowing that I'm imperfect and I, I just really am at a place in my life where I embrace, you know, really who I am much more. So I, I allow things to flow more. Mm-hmm. I control what I can. The rest I I let go mm-hmm. as much as I can.
0: Tell me more about your, your, your uh, nutrition, your diet. You're obviously into that as well. Um, Any particular diet that you follow, any particular uh, process or you more like a, you know, um, just common sense when, when you say about really taking care of your, your healthy diet. Sure. So, I mean, I, you know, I've been vegetarian most of my
1: life. And I've always been able to maintain, you know, eating a lot of greens and eating different types of proteins and eating a lot of fresh foods. I love fruit. I love fresh vegetables. I love having grains. I love my smoothies. Yeah. I love cooking. Right. And this is, you know, the, of course, you know, being some, you know, being Italian as well. This is I know, something I something always inherited.
0: Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> I inherited it right from my parents. Yeah. So I love, I love food and I love the joy of food you know, and the food that brings connection, right? So for example, you know, often I bake, you know, for Christmas that just passed, I do a lot of, you know, Italian traditional sweets, and I share them with my friends and family, because it's time of, you know, sharing, creating memories, connection. So food for me is a lot about connection with people. Mm
0: -hmm. So true. true. And creating
1: memories. So yeah, so I I try to eat healthy as much as I can. And I definitely, you know, have moments where I want to have my chocolate. I want to have my cake and I want my gelato, right?
0: That's fair enough. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You you just touched yesterday being vegetarian for a long time. Um, I've been on a plant-based diet uh, for about, you know, the last couple of years. Um, And it's working very well for me. And, you know, even though I'm not eating chicken, meat, fish I really found a fine balance did you find yourself like you you had to uh, took a while to adjust your body when when you made the transition how was your your transition transition into that I'm so fascinated about this whole new world about plant-based and you know all these alternative Mm. type of eating that is very different from the Italian way of eating as you probably know better than me Um, and also for you coming from an Italian family how was your transitioning to that because i guess your family would have been really strict to the tradition of the bolognese and, and their, yes you know of their food
1: that's right well you know i've been vegetarian since well in my my late teens i became vegetarian and you know in some ways it was a natural transition you know i ate a lot of vegetables already and i You know, I really felt that it was, you know, I had done a lot of research on it and I felt that it was the best thing for my body. So it it took some time to adjust my body to eating differently, Mm -hmm. you know, and then when I started eating differently, it's like, that's what my body asked for. It -hmm. wanted more, you know, to continue eating that way. And then I didn't really think of any more about eating meat or I didn't really think anymore about eating fish at all. I had just naturally transitioned more into a. Into a different kind of diet, and for my parents, of course, being Calabrese, and with all of you know the soppressata and the salami Genoa and all
0: of, the, <laughs> all of these wonderful. Luisa, <laughs>
1: That's right, you know. But my parents, as well, though later on in their lives, they also you know ate a lot more vegetables. Yes. They also adapted more of a vegetarian lifestyle to a certain extent. Uh, they still ate meat, but they ate more white meat or fish. So they also changed their diet with time yes. and also felt the benefits of eating healthier. So when I train, because I've been training so many years, I don't feel that it's impacted me as, as a someone who does fitness. It hasn't impacted my ability to be able to be healthy. It hasn't impacted my ability to be able to run or lift weights or do other activities. Actually, I think it's the contrary. I really feel like a lot of vitality, a lot of agility. I'm the same. I'm the voice. same.
0: Yeah. Like, actually, feel like uh, body weight ma- maintaining, like, a really um, obviously, I'm into cycling. So, you know, power to weight ratio is extremely important. Extremely easy to keep a, a, a lower body weight. And just this feel that you never feel sick after a heavy meal, you never feel heavy. Um, it's kind of hard to describe it, but it works very well um, and I still get the, the amount of protein that I need through all sorts of other different plant-based uh, food mm-hmm. so is mm-hmm. extremely well. And like yourself, I'm trying to, to get my parents as well to, you know, to become more aware and, and, and cut more and more the, the consumption of, uh, of animal food. Um, so f- uh, like, uh, amazing. And uh, you share some of really, really powerful um, concepts. I have my last five questions that I'm really craving mm-hmm. to ask you. So if you're ready for it, sure. I would like to invite. Like
1: Absolutely. Avanti, right on.
0: First, the <laughs> first one, Louisa, is if you were to write a sentence on a giant billboard that the, entire, that the entire world can read, what would you write?
1: I would write, you are loved and worthy.
0: Love it. I love it. So many people really need to listen to them, And I wish I read that a little bit earlier on in my life. <laughs> I love it. The second one is, if you could spend five minutes with a 16 years old version of yourself, so Luisa is 16 years old, what advice would you give?
1: I would say you are amazing. You're going to accomplish great things. Your life is about service. Show up. Live your life. 100%, you've got this, you can do this.
0: I love it, I love it. What is the definition of success to you?
1: Success to me is a journey. It's about my own happiness. It's about my own growth. It's about the changes I help create and guide in other people. It's about seeing movement and transformation. It's about magic and sparkles and joy and creation and learning and courage. So it's all these things. This is all success for me. It's making mistakes and learning from those mistakes. It's allowing yourself to grow, to fall, to rise, to stand even stronger. That to me is success.
0: I love it. It's so, it's so aligned with my definition. To me, it's like learning and growing every day. And, and when you get to the end of the journey, you can look back and say, wow, what an amazing journey. That's, that's, that's really it, really. I
1: love it absolutely absolutely and uh for me it's, it's really coming from a place of knowing it's a place of faith yes that no matter what happens we're always going to be okay we're always going to be able to bounce back we're always going to be able to pick ourselves up go forward, be stronger on different mm-hmm. levels
0: mm-hmm. i love it what is louisa the best advice you ever received from someone
1: The best advice I've ever received? Wow, that's a really good question. And it's always, of course, one of the hardest, right? Because people always have advice to give you and always want to tell you things and and help you in different ways. I, I think one of the best things is that someone once told me to really, in some ways, not to always have expectations of things, like to allow ourselves to be with whatever is and to accept whatever is, and that it's okay to allow that. Mm. So the sense of not having the expectation, just more the allowing of things mm-hmm. to unfold.
0: To mm. Eliminate the friction, to eliminate the tension, right? And just let it go.
1: That's yeah. right, and also the disappointment, right? So when we have expectation, yes. we are wanting something. We have a certain, let's say, very specific goal for something right so sometimes we get disappointed whereas if you're open to receive what happens then you could still look at it as a blessing or a gift Mm -hmm. rather than as something that's disappointing so again it comes back to allowing more allowing things to kind of flow with more ease and grace on Mm -hmm. some levels
0: i love it Uh, before my last question where can people find you online and if they want to do some work with you how can they get in touch
1: Sure. So you can find me online. You can find me at my website, www.luisadurante.ca, because I'm in Canada, of course. You can find me there. I'm also on Facebook. You can find me there as well. You can send me a message. If you want to just be able to talk a little bit about the work I do and the services, then definitely I'm happy to be able to do that and help you work through things, help people work through things and really live the life they want to live with a lot of joy, meaning and fulfillment.
0: I love it. And I saw on your website, you have also a section on the menu for people if they want to schedule a call, they can also do that. So
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You could schedule a call or you could schedule a consultation on the website itself. You could send me an email. I really love connecting with people from all over the world. I've worked internationally for so many years. I speak several languages, uh, not just Calabrese, but I also speak other languages, too. So I'm, yes. I'm really excited to be able to hmm?
0: speak some French, maybe.
1: I speak Francais, I speak Spanish, I speak Portuguese, I speak Indonesian. Whoa, amazing. Yeah, so I'm happy to be able to connect with people internationally. And and this is the beautiful part, I think, about being a coach in a lot of ways, right? Like we have, our lives are a lot about, of course, service. So it's wonderful to be able to connect with people internationally and to be able to help people work through things. And it's solution-focused. So it's really looking at, you know, where you are and where you want to be and how I can help get you where you really want to be.
0: I love it, I love it. All right, my last question is, what is the impact that you want to make on others?
1: So what I really wanna do is help people see their own value and worth, that they really are worthy in having the life they wanna have for themselves. I know it, I believe it, people can be authentic and still be loved, as much as they want to be loved, people are worthy and they really can have the life they want to have. So I want really people to really be able to take that away in terms when they work with me to take that message away, that they're able mm-hmm. to really create the life they want for themselves. So if I have that impact on someone, knowing that they feel they can let their light shine and really allow themselves to expand and feel that magic and the miracles, then I'm very happy. I'm very happy for them and their joy. And my joy and their joy, my joy just doubles even more. This wonderful, beautiful light that we share across, you know, the world with each other as humans. So that's the impact I want to make, knowing that people can really trust their lives and really live the authentic life they want to.
0: Wow. This has been certainly helping me a lot, has given me so much ideas and more importantly, helping been. The people that will be listening to this interview, I'm I'm sure they will take a lot out of this, has been more than amazing. So I really appreciate you joining us and and sharing these amazing insights. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for being here, Luisa.
1: Thank you, Matteo. It's been a wonderful pleasure as well. Be well. Thank you.